0: Father, what a blessing to be able to worship such a holy, righteous God. Thank you that you have made a way for us to be reconciled to you. That you welcome us to come boldly before your throne of grace. So Lord, we come to you this morning. We ask you to come. We welcome you here in this place. Open our understanding now as we look into your word. In Christ's holy name we pray, amen. Turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Timothy chapter 6. Just want to look at a few verses here and then we'll move to Revelation. Out in Rock Springs, um, midweek, we have been, um, it's been a little bit now, but we had been studying in a midweek Bible study through the book of Revelation. And just um, a little bit of a precursor to that, I want to look this morning at just a bit of how the Bible describes our God. 1 Timothy chapter 6, I think I'll start in verse 11. Paul is giving Timothy a charge here, but then he goes on into description of Christ. He says here, verse 11, But flee from these things, you men of God, and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love perseverance and gentleness, fight the good fight of faith, take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I charge you in the presence of God who gives life to all things and of Christ Jesus who testified the good confession before Pontius Pilate that you keep the commandment without stain or reproach until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he will bring about at the proper time. And this is our description of Christ. It says, he who is the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone possesses immortality and dwells in unapproachable light, whom no man has seen or can see. To him be honor and eternal dominion. Amen. As we think of God who dwells in such a sphere of light that is so bright that as a human, we are not able to physically look upon him. His holiness goes beyond our comprehension. His perfection again beyond anything we know. Anything that we can even relate to. He's perfect in love in justice and in mercy. Now I want to go to the book of Revelation, chapter 4. This is something, this subject is something I think the church lacks at least um, as a general whole quite a bit, is the whole knowledge of who God is because what has happened as I look at church today, people have this idea that, well, I'm pretty good. I'm not so bad. But it depends on what you compare to. So as we look at this description in heaven, there is a great chasm or a vast difference between myself and God. And what I want you to come away with is an awe of that chasm that Christ bridged. Revelation 4. After these things, I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven, and the first voice which I had heard, like the sound of a trumpet speaking with me, said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after these things. Immediately, I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne was standing in heaven, and one sitting on the throne, and he who was sitting was like a jasper stone. How many of you know what color a jasper stone is? Can somebody tell me what a jasper stone color is? Anybody know? Says he's the color of a jasper stone. Well, emerald is green. Okay. Red. It's got some reddish in it, some reddish yellow, orange, is my understanding. Good job, because I like to paint a picture in our minds um, of what it's like in heaven. So he's one sitting on the throne. He was sitting like a jasper. He who was sitting was like a jasper stone and a sardius in appearance. I can't remember what sardius color is. Can somebody help me? Pardon? Same, Similar, okay. I, wonder, I kind of wondered about that, but I wasn't sure. Um, Brother Dave asked me after I walked in this morning to if I was open to sharing, so that's why I haven't studied some of these out. <clears throat> so he was in appearance like a sardius stone, and there was a rainbow around the throne like an emerald in appearance. So you have this this green bow around the throne. Then he says, around the throne were 24 thrones. And upon the thrones I saw 24 elders sitting, clothed in white garments and golden crowns on their heads. Out from the throne come flashes of lightning and sounds, and peals of thunder. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God." As I think of that throne with you know just flashes of lightning coming out, I think it's a response of that which has been created to the holiness and righteousness and perfection of the one sitting on that throne. Okay. So were the seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God, and before the throne, there was something like a sea of glass. Now it's interesting to me, it says something like. In other words, there is nothing here on this universe that he can use that actually describes to our human understanding what it was really like. He has to just say, he has to just say well, it was, it was kind of like this. Not quite, but similar. So he says it's something like a sea of glass, like crystal. And in the center and around the throne, four living creatures full of eyes in front and behind. The first creature was like a lion. The second creature, like a calf, and the third creature had a face like that of a man. And the fourth creature was like a flying eagle. And the four living creatures, each one of them, having six wings, are full of eyes around and within. And day and night they do not cease to say, Holy! Holy, holy is the Lord God, the Almighty who was and who is and who is to come. Now, as I think about that, he didn't say you are just, 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 or merciful, merciful, merciful. He says you are holy, you are separate, you are so different from us as humans. And I think along with that word holy goes the sense of absolute perfection. And when the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, to him who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders will fall down before him who sits on the throne and will worship him who lives forever and ever and will cast their crowns before the throne saying, Worthy are you, our Lord and our God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and because of your will they existed and were created. I saw on the right hand of him who sat on the throne a book written inside and on the back, sealed up with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to break its seals? And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the book or to look into it. Then I began to weep greatly because no one was found worthy to open the book or to look into it. And one of the elders said to me, Stop weeping. Behold, the lion that is from the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has overcome, so as to open the book and its seven seals. And I saw between the throne, with the four living creatures, and the elders, a lamb, standing as if slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent out into all the earth. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he had taken the book, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each one holding a harp, and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the book and to break its seals, for you were slain and purchased for God with your blood men from every tribe and tongue and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to our God, and they will reign upon the earth. Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne and living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the lamb that was slain, to receive power and riches and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And every created thing which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all things in them, I heard saying to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be blessing and honor and glory and dominion forever and ever. And the four living creatures kept saying, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshiped. Another scripture came to mind. See if I can find it quickly. I think it's Colossians. Um, Well, maybe I'm wrong. Here we go. Philippians chapter 2. This God who we just read about says that Christ, who we all know, is God incarnate. Says, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men, being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself, By becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. He goes on and says, for this reason also, God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow of those things who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The reason Christ had to come to this earth was because of that gap, that difference between myself, yourself, and God. And that God we just read about joyfully came to this earth for you and I. He loved us so much and does love us more than we can comprehend. I'll leave you with that this morning. I just wanted to draw our eyes to who God is and what he has done for you and I.